Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy coming in last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast All right, welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke. And today, we got the season two recap. And we got a full house with us today. So we'll do a quick round table. Uh, why don't you kick us off, Bugs? I know you're actually not drinking today, but. Yeah, I got some, uh, I'm in school, so I got stuff to do tomorrow morning. But I'm bringing uh, orange clementine body armor, some coconut water. <laughs> It's good enough as long as you got some clementine with it. You know, that's not no basic blue Powerade. It's some top-notch shit. And what about uh, DC? What you got to drink today? Yes, sir. So I'm going with the uh, Brewing Company Royal Oak and got my good old French toast stout. Can't go wrong with this one. And we actually had it, uh, me and Locke, once for breakfast, and it was absolutely delicious. So it's one of my new go-tos. It's actually my new preferred breakfast stout to the actual breakfast stout. Yes. It won the AM Stout Wars. <laughs> you know, once you put French toast in the name, I mean, you know what time it is, right? For sure. And then we also got Cancer. I got Dragon's Milk Reserve. They have a uh, rye barrel aged stout with cinnamon, toasted chilies, and vanilla extract. And it's fucking great. Nice. Yeah, it's a 12 percent or so. That's the benefit of doing the remotes is you don't got to worry about all that shit. You can. Yeah. You might have to revive me after the first break. All right. Also with us today, we got Lorraine McLean. Hello. I have um, Kahlua mudslide. It's my favorite. Uh, Tank. I went coffee tonight. I got a cold brew Detroit coffee stout and I have a um, white Russian made with uh, Spalding's coffee liquor. 6% on the cold brew coffee stout from detroit and uh pretty good <laughs> with the live fucking taste, yes. taste test you yes. know tanking tanking cancer are always trying to show us up i just want everybody to know that <laughs> i just like what i like <laughs> takes double fisting like double coffees he's got <laughs> all types of shit going on man man somebody fucking stole my catalytic converter off my pickup truck so I was literally out to like fucking 11 last night welding up a straight pipe so I could go to work. So I'm on like three hours of sleep and shit. I appreciate you making it in. And that explains oh, yeah. all the coffee too. Yes, sir. Uh, also with us today, we got J-Bone. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I feel so standard. I'm just drinking a Guinness stout. Like you guys all have French toast and whipped creams and man. But you're drinking it without a shirt and with that beard. So it makes it a little <laughs> bit fucking macho -er. I guess, but man, I want a stack of French toast and like some ham or something. I don't know. Like you're back in the Gaelic country about to protect your territory for some Highlanders and shit. Rape and pillage, man. Rape and pillage. <laughs> All right. Uh, also with us, we got the Duke. What up, everybody? I'm going beerless in Seattle, and I'm just rocking some uh, Larceny, some Kentucky Ooh. straight bourbon, 92 proof. No glass needed. Well, I got a glass. I, just, I know. I'm fucking with you. You don't know what I got. You don't even got a shirt, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I almost saved up. Next week, I'll Parker. have one. 
Come fund me. Wait, you're not drinking it out of a glass. It's pretty good. I wanted to do another tank review. Can I pop, drink it live? Isn't it smoky? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that was my first sip in quite a while, so it just tastes like bourbon right now. I like uh, I like Larceny. I, th- I feel like it's pretty smoky, but it's a uh, it's one of my favorites. That's a you know it's a good whiskey, it's a good bourbon, but you don't gotta you know you're not getting into thirty five forty bucks a bottle. It's a nice affordable drinking whiskey. For the ec- I concur. Ec- it's good. Drunk. I have a right. Larceny shirt. I could borrow it to J Bone. <laughs> I, I could wear it as a headband. Larceny and steal my own. Thank you, Lorraine. All right, and last but not least, we got Tone. What up? I'm uh, sipping on a couple here. I got a Rochester Mills uh, Milkshake IPA. I don't know if anybody ever had one of those. Yeah, I had it on the podcast before. I'm sure it's pretty good. Yeah, it tastes just like a creamsicle. And then I got a Sheboygan Brewery uh, Blueberry Cream Mayo. Yeah, I went to Discount's Drink. Uh, discount drinks uh, yesterday and spent like 40 bucks on drinks <laughs> <laughs> and got eight beers yeah <laughs> I was said, I got 40 bucks and I'm looking for something creamy <laughs> <laughs> I always complain about my wife spending too much money and shopping and shit but then I went to discount drinks like at the beginning of the pandemic and spent like $200 on whiskey and beers and shit like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and fucking and like okay well I guess we all have our thing. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> so drinking yeah, t- from those? Oh fuck no, man! It was a pandemic, <laughs> man. That was shit. Go- that was pandemic drinking, man. That shit was pounded. That he just right. did it at the dispensary, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Before we get started, we got to make sure we thank Sixfold Swaino for letting us use his music in the intro. Thank Cancer for letting us use his music in the mid roll. You can follow them both on Instagram. It's Sixfold Swaino. F O E. And then cancer is cancer the god. The E is a three. While you're on Instagram, you can follow us at Bad Guy Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. We're at the Bad Guy Pod on Twitter. And if you can't find any of them, you can go to the website, badguypodcast.com. So Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's time to join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped the leaders and below the waist great grooming with our exclusive offer go to manscape.com and use the promo code bad guy for 20% off and free shipping we have the lawnmower 4.0 we got the performance package you guys got anything you want to throw in here before to get your balls right man I use my nostril trimmer like every other day man that's like one of the best ones i ever had in my life <laughs> i'm still young i don't have that issue yet tank it'll come here <laughs> Well, well, I do, and yeah, that's the uh, good old weed whacker. That uh, definitely comes in handy. My favorite, as you know, that I always bring up, one of the best products they have is the ball deodorant. After you get some shaved balls, you put your ball deodorant on, I'm telling you, it'd be like a Dave Chappelle skit. Leave them balls smooth as eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. And hey, it's so- Valentine's Day, so you can shave a heart in your pubes, get decorative. You know? <laughs> Mom oh. always said shave nuts is like a box of chocolates. Perfect on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I remember Mama she always said nuts. that. I remember. 
Yeah, so if nothing else, at least get the crop preserver. Use the promo code badguypodcast.com. Anything you buy, as long as you use the promo code, it helps out the show. So at the minimum, go get you some crop preserver and freshen up. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code badguy at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code badguy. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Nuts not to. Very nuts. We'll go ahead and get started. And today, obviously, we've got a full house. We're not doing a regular episode. So this is going to be our season two recap. I think it's fitting today uh, that we're doing the season the season two recap. It's a, it's a big day in gangster history. It's the 43rd anniversary of the movie The Warriors today. Whereas we're recording this, it's February 9th. Come out and play. <laughs> Great movie. And I want to get to a brawl in a bathroom with some roller skates. <laughs> No, that's the one thing we learned from the Warriors. The one and only thing. You'd never bring roller skates to a bathroom fight. <laughs> so uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, it was it's the Harry the Hook ailment episode. So it was one of our bigger episodes recently. So a lot of our recent episodes have really done really well. And that was one that was pretty big. So we had uh, Cancer, DC... And Dan, we're on that one. I have it in front of me too. I don't know why I said it like that. Yes, we're <laughs> on that one. And I'm still pissed that he didn't have a hook for a hand. Yeah, I'm still a little butthurt about that as well. Well, and barely actually even through hooks that he was named for. About as butthurt as a man with a hook with a hand in the itchy butt. Exactly. I'm still upset that he was a borderline serial killer and Dan wanted to give him a five. <laughs> no, <laughs> bro. I was, uh, I, thank you. Cause I was like, what the fuck is going on? But all right. I'm hey, glad at least I thought that at least I'm consistent. Cause there was another one. Uh, I think it was Pittsburgh Phil. Like he was a hardcore killer. And I was like, yeah, but it's all business. He's gotta be a two. He's not, I mean, we all have our own scale. I still stand by it. I mean, he was ruthless and everything, yeah, but he wasn't going around just killing people willy-nilly. It was business shit. It was all, you know. See, the difference, though, is once you cross that line to where you're just going around killing people and everything and it's anger, then you're just a serial killer, which we don't do serial killers. No, because serial right. killers do it purely out of passion. That's what makes them the serial That's, that's the anger. And that was one of your statements. You said, well, he wasn't really angry. So the anger, that's what you got to be passionate to be angry. So I'm thinking that you really like serial killers secretly and you want to keep giving low scores. You want to give low scores until we get into the realm of doing serial killers so we can get ones. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. Man, that's not too dark for him. Yay. I admit that I love serial killers. That's not even a secret. I still say I love cereal. And yeah. <laughs> Don't you get down on post, General Mills, Kellogg's, etc. Lucky it was Charms was so lucky for me cuz I like violence, I like fruit, and I like windows. So, for me it you was love a Gallagher. <laughs> no. Like <laughs> I like fruit not frizzy-haired people who smash it. So, one of the things that uh, on the Harry the Hook episode, and we'll get we'll actually going to discuss the defcons a little bit more later but on that episode something that got edited out originally is i covered that guy because our listener lee leo from boise 
asked us to cover more Mexican guys and I didn't want to cover any cartel dudes. So I went with him. I basically got called out for saying, dude, he's basically more Italian and uh, that doesn't count. And then I edited most of it out. And then we released that episode and he commented, like, as soon as we dropped it, he, uh, com- he told us on the Instagram, he said, he said, a second, a second Mexican bad guy, even if he was only half and was more Italian, it still counts. A hilarious episode. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck, we should have left it in there, dude. Listen, yeah. if you remember the best part of that was like, yeah, his mom was Italian and then his dad was a fisherman from Mexico. Like, he didn't even say it was Mexican. It was like, he's a fisherman from Mexico. Yeah. He's like half Italian, half accountant. <laughs> <laughs> so we got it from the people itself. People have spoken. It counts. We did a Mexican bad guy. Now, one thing that we can't debate about Harry the Hook is he was extremely violent. So he's definitely one of the more violent guys that we've covered. So one of the things I want to ask you guys, and especially because you already mentioned you was on the Pittsburgh Phil episode two, out of the season two guys that we covered, who you think's the most, who you think's the most violent guy we covered in season two? I don't who know. Was that too? Those are the two biggest ones I would say right there. Well, I, I was started off with these three, but uh, after everybody, anybody that's got one can throw it's it out Killer there. Petey? It was Killer Petey? Word. He was pretty badass. He was out there fucking people up nonstop. That's who I was going to say, except for I was going to say the Brazilian serial killer. So kind of like the fisherman from Mexico. <laughs> I was going to be like, I was going to reduce Killer Petey to just a serial killer from Brazil. <laughs> He's more than that. Jim the Killer Miller, he was a good one. He wound yeah. up being like a DEFCON 2 or something, but uh, yeah, he is out there fucking motherfuckers up, too. Well, with a name like Killer, you can't go wrong. Right. Exactly. He's like our fourth killer on the show, and every time, turns out they kill. His move to uh, start in a gunfight was ambush you with a double-barrel shotgun with both barrels, <laughs> and then be like, all right, what's up? You want to go? <laughs> to yeah, initiate I, the gunfight it's not like start it finish it and and like be the middle of it all in one like double barrel shotgun no more gunfight after that i gotta go with the hook for the simple fact that we couldn't even fit all of his kills in the episode it was like like was like listen i'm not even going to name all these it's too many and this is just the ones that we could find yeah you know it, that's a that's a lot of kills, you know. That's that, that never <laughs> happened before. Yeah, like I, I'm not going to name them all. I, I mean, I have a lot, but I'm not going to name them. Usually, we have to assume that there's more kills, and it just got lost to history. With this one, it's like, no, they're documented. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We just don't have all day. No, I mean, we sort of uh, led with them, but yeah, I would definitely say he was the most violent. Good old hook. What do you think, Cancer? I think so too. Like the, as far as like just not being able to cram everything that he did in the one episode, just really kind of put him over the top for me. And then just the trajectory of being a guy who started off as being somebody that you would never imagine turning into what he became. I just, uh, for me, it was, it was him. There, there were other candidates, but that's the guy for me. And I'm not even saying that just because I was on the episode. It's just like that guy really stuck out to me. The next one was for Tank and Bugs. Bugs had to jump, but it was about the, the Nick Savella episode. So we covered Nick Savella, who's a Kansas City mob boss. Now, feedback like this, I usually don't get into too much, but I felt it is kind of important in this one. So 
is a guy, it's uh, Bill White from CastBox. And on the Nick Savella episode, he said, about as superficial as you can get, barely scratch the truth. You need to follow Gary Jenkins' Gangland Wire podcast. He was there. There's a lot of things that went on. It was no joke, not a laughing matter. Oh, Mr. Serious. I disagree. I listened to the episode. I I laughed a whole lot. It was clearly a laughing matter. I disagree as well. The bad reviews we have, I feel like most of these people could have eliminated it right from the beginning and they should have turned it off as soon as I uh, read the intro and said that uh, we're just going to be drinking and smoking and bullshitting because they apparently listen to that and then listen to it and expect something else and to get bad because it's exactly what I told them it was going to be. Like I told you that's what we were doing. I never understand that. If if I don't like something, I'm not going to wait until the end, go through the whole thing, and then go over t- and write a whole dissertation on everything I didn't like. I'm just going to turn it off and go do right. something else. Like people, uh, people have too much time. So Gary Jenkins' coverage of Nick Savella is the best, by the way. And I've read and I've seen most of his stuff and we sourced it on that episode. But Gary Jenkins, here's an example of why his shit's so good. So he's an informer intelligence unit detective with the Kansas City Police Department. And he was on the Nick Savella case. Since then, he's produced four documentary films. He created the Kansas City Mob Tour app. He authored three books. And he currently produces and hosts his own true crime podcast, Gangland Wire, which is a really good- You're trying to tell me that he knows more about this shit than you do? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, this shit's a little more serious. Only thing I heard was you need to step your game up. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like I'm not a historian and he's more qualified. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, uh, Gary Jenkins shit is great. And he does cover a lot of mob stuff, but he specializes in Nick Savella because he was on that case. So he's like the go-to resource for that. So like if you listen to his Gangland Wire podcast, he has a four-part series just on Nick Savella. And then he has more information because he wrote a whole book called Brothers versus Brothers about the fight versus the Savella brothers versus the Sparrow brothers. Okay. You know, he wrote a whole book about that. We covered it. It was about 10 minutes of our episode because we cover his whole life. You know what I mean? So, yeah, if you want, if you thought Nick Savella is interested, I would definitely recommend going to Gary Jenkins for more information. But the reason I wanted to cover all that was because Gary Jenkins follows us on Instagram. Hey. And he's going to come on the season three. He's going to do an interview. Um, nice. So, oh, I mean, yeah. we'll talk about Nick Savella. We'll just talk about some other stuff in general, too. But he's saying, you know what? I'm not a fan. You should check out Jerry, Gary Jenkins. And Gary Jenkins like, I like it. Yeah, that's <laughs> dope. I think that's the way in general you have different flavors for everything. Find what you like and go check that out. If you don't like the jokes and the different things that we do, that's a little bit more lighthearted. Don't then, stop here. Yeah, exactly. Go <laughs> so you know exactly what it is. How many episodes in are we? Like 80? Yeah. Like if you don't know what the podcast is by now, <laughs> it's not gonna be right in the beginning. <laughs> right there in the beginning. Yeah, That's part right. of the intro is I'm no historian. We smoke, drink, and bullshit. Like, oh, you guys ain't as serious as the cop that was hunting this guy down. <laughs> yeah. Fucking duh. Yeah, well, that's the dude that you're talking shit out. about. Like, oh, follow him; he's better than you, bad guys. Like, so no, I like them guys too. So, fuck you. So, like I said, I usually don't read negative stuff, but I only thought I wanted to read it because he 
was recommending Gary Jenkins in the meantime. I've been talking to Gary Jenkins for a while and yeah, he was going to come on and do an interview and stuff. The good thing about your podcast is it's not like a boring documentary where you just hear the same guy talking and it's boring. It, it makes it fun. Like we wouldn't listen to the stories about these guys if you just babbled. We'd be like, yeah, if you were a square, oh, hey. nobody would like you, dude. I'm sure for every Gary Jenkins, there's a hundred guys that are less charismatic, less informed. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I, and I, I've thought about this before, you guys, too. Some of the shit we laugh at. I mean, it's hard to laugh at like any adults going to look at five different stories and they're going to find a sorrowful tale to point at and say, oh, we shouldn't be laughing about this because look at this or look at that. I mean, you, you can you can look at it all over. I mean, you know, the hero from the war, you got to look at the person on the other side that the hero conquered. I mean, anyways, I'm not going to try to compare mafia tales to war stories. I'm just saying, like, you're going to find something sad and unlaughable about a lot of shit that we talk about. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like I get what that guy's saying. It's not a laughing matter, but I mean, not to echo it again, we already covered at it in the intro and that's kind of how I justify it with myself. Like, yeah, there's a lot of sad mothers and shit in our stories. I mean, but that's, that's mafia stories. That's mafia movies. That's crime movies. That's, you know, you know, any outlaw wild west shit, there's going to be some, some crying family members in there. And I mean, yeah, it sucks that you're going to laugh about some shit like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I guess if that fellow was still listening, which I highly doubt it, who wrote that is just maybe, you know, either take a chill pill and, and fucking listen to a couple of other episodes, or like you said, go to something that's stoic and like, uh, you know, we're going to read from a piece of paper, his life in 10 minutes. And then that's it. We're not going to glorify anything he did which sometimes we do glorify bad shit and we're not gonna you know understate any of the uh, bad shit that he does either we're just gonna read it verbatim from uh from a uh you know chronological thing then maybe that's the only thing the guy should listen to but if not give us a give us another try on some of the other episodes that maybe you don't have a connection to and maybe i don't know maybe it'll change your opinion i think uh ryan mcclain and uh, and cancer made very good points i mean at the end of the day, if you want documentary style, there's a lot of people good and bad doing it. Go and listen to it. But if you want something completely different, something fresh, something that takes a little bit of different direction, where there's some humor in it, but you still get a lot of the story to understand history, then this is the right. place, you know? So it, it's just different flavors. And then also I'm trying to understand why Tone has been sitting in the back Relax. His feet was up. His hands was behind his head, and I haven't heard him say one word. So yes, Sleeping. I'm putting him on the spot. Because he's high. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was uh, doing one of my smoke breaks. See, <laughs> remote episode. You don't got to wait for me to do it. You can right. Take smoke breaks at will. You can take your oh. shirt off if you want. Thanks about the ramble. Smoke break time. So Tank, he was on the Nick Savella episode. He's the longtime crime boss, being from Kansas City. He's one of the historically bi biggest bosses that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, but we cover a lot of guys like that. So who do you think out of season two, who would you say would be like the biggest or the top boss that we cover this season? I mean, top boss violence wise, I think that we covered this season was Dutch at the end. Um, but my favorite boss from the season was... Um, I'm struggling to remember the name, but the number 
kingpin who ended Baby. up f- helping out with major league baseball uh um, that pro learner you no that was uh, alex pompez alex pompez um, yeah yeah that was my favorite like boss guy because he was like a numbers boss for a little bit right and then he so anyways i mean i guess that was my favorite favorite boss i'm not saying he was like the you know most uh long grain boss or most violent boss i think uh he was my favorite coolest boss well me and you said it because we were on a couple of those um in the series it was policy runner series we did like four people and policy is essentially like the lotto before the lottery was a thing and we said on an episode that all of these people that ran policy they were different than the mobsters like they all ran shit good there's another chick uh stephanie the madam queen who ran them they all gave their money to the community Alex Pompez, like you say, he set up things for other countries, like in Africa and shit. Like, he was a one-man live aid. He was setting up all sorts of shit. But all of the policymakers, uh, Stephanie, St. Clair, and I think Casper, too, they all ran shit nice and even, like, boss-wise. They definitely uh, had their shit on point. They took care of their workers. They were all good bosses. They put on for their city. (laughs) Damn straight. And I know the Saints say hello to the good boss guy who treats all of his workers, right? But anyways, that's Tank's oh. favorite one, and thanks for backing me up on that dupe. <laughs> um, anybody else got a pick for like boss season two? Because I had I had two other ones I was gonna throw out that I thought Longy's Willman. I mean, he at like sixteen had bought old army trucks to start importing prohibition liquor, like as a teenager and shit, and then ran that shit for quite a while. And then the other guy I was thinking was Paul Kelly, who basically the five points gang that brought us Johnny Torrio, Al Capone, Lucky Luciano, um, Frankie Yale, just names. Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the other two names I was kind of kicking around was Paul Kelly and Longy's a woman, but yeah, I completely forgot about most of the the numbers runners. And I forgot about uh, the long one. Call the long one. Yeah. Was called the tall one. That was it. Yep. Yeah, called the tall one, but in Yiddish, it basically just transmitted to Longy. Well, I mean, it's not a bad nickname when you're trying to pick up ladies and shit. I tried this Manscaped product, and now I'm Longy. <laughs> now it's extra Longy. <laughs> after we fuck, it'll be a Longy time before I call you again. <laughs> finally, we got a finally we got a tone comment. <laughs> So next, we had an episode, the Red Lopez episode. That was Tone, J-Bone, and the Ray McLean. So that was actually a recent episode. It's it's only came out like a month or two ago. And it's our most popular Western about all the guys we covered so far. Oh, nice. So it's one of the highest in downloads. It's not the top yet, but it's also one of the newer episodes. So some of them have been out for quite a while. But we got a lot of good feedback on it. And it's kind of ironic because you try and cover all these guys like, you know, just looking for like, oh, this guy would be a good cowboy. Like, you never know which would be the one that just hits and people really like. But people fucking love the Red Lopez episode. He spent half the story hiding in a fucking mine and shit. Because he was badass. That was fun. And another quarter of the story banging bitches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of my it. favorite episodes. Hell yeah. Um, Probably because we were so funny on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the original goof troop on. 
Just add a buzz. <laughs> so on the Red Lopez episode, in season one, I had Tone and Cancer on the Tom Silverstein episode. And we got accused of like uh, promoting white supremacy and shit because we covered oh. an Aryan dude. But this year, in this season, on the Red Lopez episode, we covered what I thought was one of the worst most ridiculously racist political cartoon. I mean, maybe not most ridiculously, but like a really stupid fucking political cartoon. And uh, nobody fucking batted an eye, man. Everybody, <laughs> they, like, they just. Right. Did. I remember seeing that. Hey, and, and the jokes that you guys made about that cartoon had me fucking rolling, man. I love that shit. Fuck that little cartoon. Yeah, we posted on the social media and everything, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, don't yeah. talk. <laughs> don't talk about a guy. Don't talk about a guy that was in the Aryan Brotherhood because that's <laughs> promotes white supremacy. This political yeah. cartoon, yeah, that's dope. That's cool. America. Yeah. America's about Mexicans. Okay. <laughs> right. Get those Mexicans out of here. Like super fucking badass Uncle Sam chasing Frodo the fucking right. general across the fucking border and shit. Just ten, so ridiculous. Ten, ten foot tall Uncle Sam. <laughs> He's 85 but still athletic as fuck. Right. Why is he jumping over the fence when he could have just walked over it? <laughs> well, apparently the Mexican just went through right through the fucking barbed wire there. <laughs> right? He didn't even jump it. Because that little Mexican was so fast. I mean, when you look look at this, too, at this point, isn't Uncle Sam trespassing now? Like, he's in Mexico. (laughs) Like, I see a problem with that. Why is he trespassing? With a gun. He needs to to go back to where he's from. (laughs) Right? And why is is my cousin holding a smoking ladle? (laughs) That's a joint cancer. That's a big, fat joint. Is that what that is? Okay. Well, then... Well, then it, it passes. <laughs> it was just it's coming okay. over for a, a chili cook-off. <laughs> Uncle Ulysses wants him out of here. <laughs> Look at, he's saying, uh, I've, I've had about enough of this. Like, oh, get him, old man. And look at his Your gun. Look how small. Get him, old like, man. You got a toy gun and shit, Uncle Sam. You got a fucking <laughs> shotgun. That was- Are they trying to say little people use little guns? <laughs> This political cartoon this is by Clifford Barrymore. And uh, like people, they defend it. Like for one, they say, well, no, it's just because Uncle Sam is so big because he, represent, he represents the size of the American force that we set down there. And Pancho Villa is so small because, you know, it represents like, no, I'm not stupid. Like, and they were saying the same thing. Like, well, he's got the smaller gun because, you know, they were ill-equipped. Like, no, you're just making a stupid cartoon because like, <laughs> yeah. Because America, you know? Yeah. And I've been to Memorial Day parades. Uncle Sam's always on stilts. Yes. They always make them tall. For why? Ah, you're right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick smoke break, refill our drinks, and be back in a minute. Tone, you just stay here. You already took your smoke break. Mama, these amateurs 
with shackles to break out of. They cower, soul of a mob, them, and they crowd us. Spilling in the street with heat like hot lava. Hot bottles, molotovs tossed, and rocks follow. Ominous disciples like vipers, they strike quickly. Come at me like an army, I'm tearing you down with me. Spit like a baron, rulers of bread like Kaiser. Roll with the goal and get beaten like outsiders. These amateur animals swing in the wrong jungle. Climbing the wrong vines mean these lions will snuff you. Concrete wilderness building our own structures. Writing our own order, appointing our own judges. Overthrowing authority, morally lack conscience. Fighting for survival with rivals with throat punches. Lorraine and Tone, out of out of season two, what would you say your guys' favorite episode of the season was? Yeah, like I said, uh, Red Lopez was my favorite of this season. He was, uh, well, he was pretty fucking badass, dude. Well, not only is he badass, I think if anybody doubts doubts it, just go to the Instagram and find the Red Lopez picture. He's like a cowboy, a Mexican cowboy fucking godfather. You know what I mean? He's got like all the badass looks and fucking one. He's one of the most gangster looking dudes we've covered for sure. Yeah, and he was like a master sharpshooter too, right? Like he, yeah, yeah. 
with like like a sniper with like a rifle and shit like that. Right. Mine is um I think it's Gaston Means. Can you oh, hear Gaston me? Means? Yeah. Gaston Means. So I was on that episode and it was fucking funny. But then I when I listened to it, I was driving a long road trip in the truck. And I'm like, J Bone is so fucking funny. And I was there and I didn't laugh this hard when I was there, but he's it's so funny. Is that the southern gentleman, dude? Yes. It yeah. was. Yeah. Give us some. That was fucking hilarious. I don't think it's something there that you just break out any old time there. There's a time and a place for that. Where's brother Dan? Is he off the mic right now? No, I'm here. I declare my presence here. I do declare you got a particular ear for that sort of talk there now. Well, I do say you speak a quite a perfect dialect if I do say so myself, sir. Now, the greatest thing about that whole story is uh, we do the do declare this dude did something, was guilty, and said, I declare I'm going to get back to what I do best. That's like, being a right. detective. I'm going to get to the bottom of this here. Like, dude, that is the greatest shit. That'd be like. OJ, man, we're we're at a dead end, man. You got to go find out what happened to Nicole. Like, I got it, man. I'll go investigate. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> exact same fucking thing. I mean, it was also a cool story, but it was no, super it was, funny. All of this is, but like, so the people earlier, the fans that don't like the com- comedic aspect of it, when he tells you in the intro that, you know, hey, it's not that serious. We're going to smoke one drink and then... So you're getting a true, rich, good, filling story, but with all the, you know, antics that are you guys, you funny catch. A a close second was that one that the guy was selling the Eiffel Tower. Count Victor. Yeah. That was awesome because he did that crazy feat and then did it again later. Like, Right. Did it twice. So that's why the the whole comment series was a big hit, and uh, just because it was a lot of stuff like that, and uh, that that one really really uh, was a good one. That was cancer. You were on that one, right? The gas yeah. means. Uh, the gas means one, yeah. yeah. A lot of firsts. I uh, I now have his book, the the strange life of President Warren G. Harding, in in our studio. Uh, you show. got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, if we, one day we cover the Birdman at Alcatraz, I'm buying the, the digest of bird intestinal diseases or whatever. We're covering a guy. He wrote a book. We're getting that book. Awesome. <clears throat> uh, now, J-Bone, you, you were going to be in on the uh, favorite episode question, but last year, everybody's favorite question of the season one recap went to you, and it was the if – you were in a position where money wasn't an option and you had to put a hit on a high priority target that couldn't fail. Who from season two would you hire to pull off that hit? Well, from season two, it would have to be, we did a lot of killers, but it would have to be Pittsburgh Phil. Just he's a member of kind of like uh, last year's question, like was, um, Frankie Yale because he got close enough he was good at it enough to get to bosses and end that um this guy was a member of Murder Inc right which is the who's who of all of our murder or gangster shit and inside of that organization he was like well hey he's just a little out there for me if we're in Murder Inc and we got a guy in our ranks that's like well hey he's a little crazy we're all psychopathic killing machines you know what I mean 
there's somebody that's too much for us. And he was good at what he did. So to answer your question fully, this guy could get up to our target. He can get it. He's a businessman as well, you know, so yeah. he can get close to people next to the mayor and then put one right between his fucking eyes. Yeah. It will, and we collect his pay and move on. And we covered that, you know, he could use the guns. He could do the successful hit if he needed. But if you needed that high priority guy kind of strangled strangled by rube goldberg while you stab him 17 times with an ice pick i got an ice you know, pick in my back fucking pocket just for yeah. this like yes that dude, I, yeah. I can make that happen we could burn him in a field no not to get rid of it just you know that's an extra thing we do you know what i mean we do the field burning it's a bonus on the package like then at the barbecue tonight be talking about and, uh, like hey charlie sure went up pretty good right you know i, I greased him up just right lit him poof beautiful Anybody else got anything on either uh, uh, top guy for a hit or your favorite episode of the season? I would say for me, favorite episode was probably the episode you did on the real 50 cent. And the reason why it was my favorite, I think it was such a different episode compared to the guys that we generally cover, you know, kid from Harlem, uh, more new age. I think everything that happened with him happened in like the nineties or something. Right. The so 80s. I think, was it the 80s? It had to be late 80s. Late 80s, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it was very different. I liked that episode a lot. Plus, he was a man of very small stature that kind of, you know, went out there and did his thing and had people scared of him. I would say as far as the what you mentioned about, the, um, you know, the hit, you know, I got I to gotta still go with my boy uh, Captain Hook. And, you know, the reason for that is, I mean, he was killing people on their front lawn. He was he was doing like he was just taking people out left and right. And then, if you remember, he pretty much got off from everything that he did. So much bribery, so many other things. He was pretty old before he actually went down for everything. And you know, so I would say he was him and his crew were really good at getting the job done and it not coming back to you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. It is definitely different than what we typically do. And I'm always trying to find that like new stories that are why I don't want to just cover the mob guys because everybody loves the mob episodes. But yeah, I want to cover 50 Cent. I want to cover the, these other guys that nobody's ever heard of. And that's one of these stories where you hear it and you say, how, how have I never heard this? How is this not a movie? This is a crazy story. Oh, they sent him to the army and now he's a better gangster. Awesome. That's that's cool. Yeah, and the, the 50 Cent episode, we did that one at Soundsmith Studio. So that's our boy that uh, does the engineering over there and shit. So anybody like in the Michigan area, that, yeah, he's the fucking man. So, Absolutely. Um, And he gave me some tips on some upgrades we're going to make to the studio here. So hopefully season three, at some point, we take it to the next level with the audio. As soon as we get that sponsorship from uh, Rogue Brewery, you know, get us some French toast and everything. Send a couple of checks over. You know, we can do some upgrades. We'll, co we'll, we'll come host a big fucking uh, corned beef hash and fucking corned beef hash. Oh, brunch. that would be great. That would be phenomenal. Because, you know, if you've ever been in there, the way it is when you go in, it's almost like an open space. They have like large benches and stuff for like the tables to set up. And then in the summertime, they have a whole outside area. It would be perfect for hosting something there they got to reach out to us make the phone call lock <laughs> i'll do it 
<laughs> I'll call them. They'll be like, who? Yeah. No, you could come here and buy some corned beef hash if you want. That's when you um, got to bring out the slides. Like, listen, did you see that we we went up a thousand percent on Spotify? <laughs> you better get on now. Today's price is not tomorrow's price. I'll show oh. my boot my boomer PowerPoint. Exactly. <laughs> Just so you guys know, because Michigan won, so now it's official. Like, our team needs us uh, every year. Michigan, Ohio State, it's bad guy brunch, stouts, oh, and yeah. fucking breakfast on the Blackstone. Show. Yes. All right, so now we got a uh, we got a special guest coming in. So hold on one second. Hold on to what? Hold on to my headphones. <laughs> well, if you're Samuel Jackson, Jurassic Park, you hold on to your butts. Well, I don't know what the hell I just walked into. <laughs> <laughs> just hey. Jurassic Park chat. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome to the show. So I figured it wouldn't be a season two. It wouldn't be a season two recap out having on. Uh, we had all the other hosts. We wanted to have on Mr. DGMH himself, Zach Tobacco, oh. the host with drinks with great history. Welcome to the show, Zach. Thanks for coming. Hi. On. Thanks for having Hi. me on. I was excited that I was able to make it in time. I just got off a recording of, uh, for my for my own show, so it was a quick, go. quick switchover. It was, it was good. Uh, it was a Valentine's Day special about romances and couples and history, and turned into mostly a discussion about sex. And orgasm. So I it turned out really great. Duh. Is that man not wearing a shirt? Yes, yes that man is not wearing a shirt. It's been a Valentine's Day season. <laughs> and nonstop orgasm. Fresh-colored uh, tank top. <laughs> yes, that is true. J-Bone is not wearing a shirt. So well, welcome to the podcast. Say hello podcast. to the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I know you were just recording, so you usually have drinks on your show. Do you got you drink yes. anything? Yeah, well, you know, I do a shot at every episode, too. I did a shot at Tequila Rose, which I haven't done since I was like, I don't know how old. I probably shouldn't say because it definitely wasn't 21. Uh, but <laughs> no, I'm drinking a local Florida brew out of uh, Miami from Jay, uh, Jay Wakefield Brewing. It's called Hops for Teacher. I am a teacher. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, so uh, it's really smooth, almost creamy-esque ipa i don't want to say it's creamy because it's not creamy but like when you drink it it hits the lips creamy i don't know it, it's it's fucking delicious no tony has a couple of creamy beers now he yeah. wants it well i'm a sucker for a good pun so i got me the good thing you haven't recorded first instead of now getting like uh you know professor's act tobacco we get drinking florida man you know yeah. it's already been drinking for a good hour and a half before you I roll into the I podcast you so that way yeah. That and way, have it's COVID, less shocking so. when half of our when the, our other hosts don't have shirts and shit. Yeah. So we have a drinking Florida man, and he's not the one who's shirtless. Right. I'm not shirtless. No, I'm wearing a Florida brewery shirt. Shout out to Big Top Brewing. But I do have COVID, so uh, mask oh. up, everybody. Sorry. But that's, I'm that's cover up my speaker now. Yes, Hold cover on. up the yeah. speaker. Find <laughs> <laughs> uh, them on your microphone, everybody. And uh, but don't worry, I'm still drinking. So you're <laughs> feeling all right. It's all right. I thought I had a sinus infection, but it turns out it wasn't this time. So, whatever. well, good luck. I mean, you look in good spirits. So, yeah, I'll, I'll make it. I'll survive. So, I don't want to hold you up too much because I know you're just recording. But the one thing I want to talk about so, one of the things we did a little bit different in season two was we did uh, something that's a little bit similar to what you do, is we did more of a series format on a couple, a couple times. And, uh, you, your episode this season that you were on was part of the Chinatown Crime Lord series with Benny Ong episode. It was uh, you and DC. Yep. 
He's still blurring out in the background. I, I noticed that right away. He's still got his fancy blur on. Uh, Witness protection program. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you're not even blurring out your own face. You're just blurring out the background. That's, that's how you know the location, uh, right? Yeah. So, yeah. There it is. My it face is already leaned, out there. Every time he leaned in a certain spot, it was like he was disappearing. So, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to get uh, what did you think? Just in general of either the series format or the Chinatown Crime Lords series. Well, I love the Chinatown Crime Lords because I knew nothing about them. Plus, I mean, my guy had a hatchet. So that was super fun. Uh, you know, in his story, he was slinging hatchets. Um, the, but I loved the mini series format, you know, and it wasn't just like you did Al Capone in like a four episode thing, but it was like a different person all tied to a unique style of crime. And, you know, for me, these are, what do you always say, Locke? These are the guys that my guys call to take care of the docks during a world war or something like that, protect the dock. You know, I don't get to cover them as much. I've never heard of Benny Ong or anything, but I mean, I found them fascinating. I like that format. Well, and how I kind of ended up doing it was because when I decided I wanted to cover someone from Chinatown, I couldn't narrow it down to one. So eventually at some point I'm like, well, what I realized is the reason I couldn't pick one is because it's not this guy versus this guy. It's different stories and different eras. So I figure it kind of told story. It, it told better if you told all the different versions of, of this kind of crime situation. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. The glory of the podcast when you're making it is like, I have a whole segment on psychology each month for every character I cover. Another person comes on, we cover the psychology. That wasn't in the original plan. We just did it for one episode. And I was like, no, this is an episode. This is a whole segment of the show. And that's the fun part about it is you don't know where the fuck it's going to go. Uh, sometimes it just happens as you're doing it. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Why were you talking about dinosaurs when I came into this episode? <laughs> it was Uncle Sam, Uncle Samuel oh. L. Jackson. Oh. That, so uh... that, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> We know Samuel Jackson, right? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. So one of one of his famous quotes is, uh, "Everybody hold on to their butts." Okay. And that and that's a quote from Jurassic Park. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I like the uh, all the what is it? The motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. That's my favorite Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I well, you can't put syrup on shit and call it pancakes. <laughs> I'm actually down with this. Anybody else got one? <laughs> Ooh, look at the big brains on Brad. My favorite quote is not his at all. It's a Dave Chappelle quote. Drink up, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> no, oh, okay. goes, we cannot get into Dave Chappelle quotes. I cannot go down. I only have like 15 minutes. I I, I can do it all night. Listen, back when I used to drink Samuel Adams, every time I would go to a bar, I would order a Samuel Jackson, and they would know what I was talking about right away. Every time. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> the, the last thing I kind of wanted to, um, to ask, you've, you've always been a supporter of the show, but you've always been a listener, too. So out of our season two episodes, what do you think? What would you say was your favorite episode of the season? Oh, hands down. I mean, I, I was so Locke and I did a little bit of an episode swap and I said, but you got to send me. Um, oh, I always screw up his name. You got to say it, the count, the guy who stole the, uh, sold the Eiffel Tower. That's my count favorite. Victor, <laughs> Vic, Victor, Victor, Lutz, Lugswig or something. Lustig. Yeah, yeah, Lustig. Oh my God. I was my ass off. Uh, who was, I, I can't remember this, but who was on that one with you? I was. I was. On, I was. Yeah. yeah, that was Lorraine, Dan, and Tank. Who was doing the French accent the whole time? <laughs> that, that was Dan. probably me. Well, I'm not doing it, it tonight. Again. Try it again. 
So I was listening to, we, I remember listening to that episode. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to do this the whole time. And then I was like, oh, I can't believe they're still doing this. And then it like got like a second win. And I was like, oh, that's getting really funny now. that they're still doing this. It's so bad, but it was so great. It's so bad. It's like, the story of the episode was fantastic. The accent was sketchy, but no, he was my favorite. I mean, that guy, I mean, he fucking sold the Eiffel Tower or uh, rights to it twice. And it was never up for sale. I mean, that the con artist people, they just made me laugh in a way that, you know, there wasn't hatchet murders. There wasn't St. Valentine's Day massacres or anything like that. It was just good old fashioned fucking your neighbor over. Uh, and that's what I, they, they were my, probably my favorite, but the, Count Victor, he was, he, I just died during that episode. I was laughing my ass off. I was actually working out while I was listening to it. And it was not a good, it was a bad episode to work out to because I was laughing too hard. It's so. like that movie, The Invention of Lying. You're like, uh. You know, he he did something that just he innovated that terrible piece of con artistry. And then he went and did some other con, right? Lock it was some kind of box or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. I should have re-listened. No, he sold. Yeah, he sold a, a fake money box that he showed told people would counterfeit money and showed them how it worked, and then would <laughs> just run away. He'd sell it for thousands of dollars and then run away. And by the time they realized it didn't work, he was gone, and they just had an expensive, stupid box. When that one cop tracked him down, he says, "Yes, it works, silly." And he showed him, tricked him again. <laughs> oh, he's so gullible. I just—he was the best. His story just wouldn't end, and that was probably my favorite part. I was like, "Oh my god, he's still going." My favorite part of this story is he sold Eiffel Tower to one guy, and then that guy just felt so stupid <laughs> that he never told anyone. So then he was able to do the same scam again yeah. to someone else. Because the first guy just felt so stupid. Rightfully so. I mean, you know. Yeah. He was always excited showed- too. I remember Locke telling that story. Like He was like, oh my God, I'm going to work. I'm going to tear down the Eiffel Tower. I basically owe the thing. I've got it really cheap. And then he gets there. He's like, oh, fuck. I'm not supposed to. This is a lie. Oh, fuck. I'm not telling anybody what happened. Uh- is that the same guy selling like tow booths on a bridge or something? No, that was George C. Parker. So he actually wow. was a question on Jeopardy because he also sold Grant's tomb. And uh, he sold, there was a couple other things, like there was like a theater or art museum, but I know he for sure sold Grant's tomb, but he didn't just sell the Brooklyn Bridge. He sold the Brooklyn Bridge like for decades, like all the time, like to just gullible, like businessmen or people that came from out of town or immigrants or whatever, just anybody that had money. So he had a whole little scheme down selling the Brooklyn Bridge. Was, he was selling toll rights to it. That's what he was selling, but you brought up Ulysses S. Grant and I, I, my favorite fun fact about Grant as the history person or whatever that I am when I'm sober is his last words were, does anybody know what they were? Mm-mm. Water. 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 Yeah, he died of throat cancer uh, because he smoked on average more than a dozen cigars a day and his last words oh. were water. So yeah, there's always a funny joke that you, uh, Union soldiers had the worst last words and Confederate soldiers had like the most poetic last words of all time. Grant's just water. Water. I was really waiting because like I'm a fan of water quotes because of Bruce Lee, you know, like Bruce yeah. Lee. No, it's just water. water. That's it. I'm sorry to let you know. W.C. Fields. Like I don't drink water. Fish fucking it. No, it wasn't even that good. It was just water. Sorry, guys. I disappointed you. <laughs> I think Con. my favorite fun fact is that Locke is a fan of water quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to get you for Christmas. 
Well, because look, there's the Bruce Lee B. Water. You know, Bruce Lee B. Water is a great fucking quote. And then there's the uh, dripping water weathers the rock. So, yeah, I like a good water quote. There's WAP, that new song. <laughs> there is a that. water quote. <laughs> That's something like a water quote. You know? <laughs> Lock for Christmas. I'm going to get, I just looked up the top uh, quotes about water. And I'm just going to, every year for your birthday, just get your new Etsy wood carved thing. That says, like, <laughs> water is not a solid wall. It will not stop you. Uh, <laughs> you just try to find one he doesn't already have tattooed. But individually, we are one drop lock. <laughs> <laughs> but my dirty secret is out. I, I water quotes. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on. Uh, before we go, you want to give them the Instagram or tell them about the show? You look us up, DGMH History Podcast or Drinks with Great, great Minds in History. Uh, you know, anytime, anywhere. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, sometimes I post some shit on TikTok, but yeah, just listen to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, Drinks with Great Minds in History. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good to see all the faces that mm-hmm. I've listened to on many episodes and uh, the, the chat bare chest of, of some. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Before we go, you guys got anything? I guess no, just the- a big fat thank you to the fans. Fat thank you. Thanks, yeah, thanks to the, thanks to the fans, and then I will every single time I finish a podcast. Locke asked me why I didn't plug the podcast that we do, and every time I say, "Oh, it doesn't matter," he say, "No, you got to do it next time." So, Locke and I also do another podcast called "Say Hello." No, you don't. No, you don't. Take two. <laughs> Uh, from the top we do another podcast I don't think so. <laughs> say hello to the MMA fighter when I'm not drinking as much <laughs> called <sighs> Fat Boy MMA podcast so go over there and listen you can find all of our links at links.fatboymma.com this is say hello to the bad guy thanks for coming and thanks for listening To the bad guy, the good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Down bad, my mama had to be dead. Spent my birthdays in the trap. We had to work with what we had. She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man. Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the camera. And I don't need a hundred friends. I just want a hundred bands, a hundred jugs, a hundred scams. Hey, hey. So I don't money grab the hundred hams. So I don't money grabbed a bunch of And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols. Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental life. Ay, and I still keep it on me. Run into your big homie. First you meet your dead homie. Ay, yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. Pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Fast lane, let my money at a fast pace, look like a drag race.
jewelry up in my eyes, try on in my bag. Hey, good girl, bad face, slim waist, and her ass fake. Hey, and she in love with the bad guy. Hey, but bad bitches never act right. Hey, she act up until that bag flies. I did a turn around at one night. Hey, say hello to the bad guy. Hey, the good guy come in last place. Hey, you smell that dope when I pass by. Hey, Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy.